Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast talking about all things, well, pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And today we're talking about Star Wars and or. Yeah. And or what? No, we're talking about Star Wars and or. And or what? Star Wars and or. When you say and or, it's followed by a what? Yes. I thought we were doing Endor, by the way. No, no, no. It's not Endor, it's Andor. More or less the same thing. No, they're very, very... No, actually... Actually, no, they are actually... There actually are some similarities. Are there? Oh, yes. Oh, are you going to talk about Ewoks today? I do possibly have some stuff about Ewoks. I swear, if you bring Ewoks into this house... I have things about Ewoks. Irina, you're not you're not an Ewok fan, are you? I'm an original Star Wars. Like I used to watch that all the time with my brother and my dad. So I like the little furry no, no, creatures. No, no, <laughs> no. You like the movie, but you don't like Ewoks. What's not to like about them? I don't oh. know. They they eat people. Just the bad people. Uh, right. They didn't eat. They the have good a people. moral code. That is such an imperialistic kind they of thing to say. They didn't eat the good people. Yeah. They're only going. Only. They only the ate the fascists. Wait, what? Didn't they have like? One of the good guys on a spit at some point, and when they found out he was a good guy, they took him off the spit. They didn't but, actually. But eat they him. were about to eat him. Maybe they've eaten the bad they guy th- in the past. When they thought, right? They eat bad guys. They don't eat good. Maybe guys. they've eaten good guys in the I past. I don't think so. Not knowing. No. Hmm. So before we jump into Andor, yes, the, Andor just, what? Yeah, you're going to be the Endor me. Oh. So some housekeeping from last week. Oh yes. So we introduced the Sachinsky meter. You Did might we? remember. Vaguely. Yeah. It was, it, we, we, he was upset that we didn't gauge the humor of Abbott. Oh, yes. Okay. So we went back and retroactively Sachinsky mm. metered that show and then applied it to the Sandman. Mm-hmm. This brought a very, very angry message Oh, from the man after whom the Sachinsky meter is mm-hmm. actually named. He says that it was appalling mm-hmm. and a travesty mm-hmm. that the Sachinsky meter should only be applied to comedies that are meant to be funny. That should not be applied to all shows. He has a lot of rules for... He Oh, I'm, his rules and suggestions are not done. Oh, okay. This is only the tip of the iceberg mm. of what we did wrong. Mm. Number one, I think we should rate every show on the Suchinsky meter now just despite Ed. Yes. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. So wh- where is Andor on the Suchinsky meter for you? Uh, what was it? Was it a 1 to 10? Yes. For the mm. time being, but it will soon change. Yeah, it's... It's kind of hard to rate because there's not a lot of... It's probably like a two. I, I have Two was the number in my mind. Yeah. It's slightly funnier than the Sandman. Yes. Yes. Maybe because the droid. I do like the droid. Of course you do. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. Come on. No, Irina is smiling at droids. You dro- gotta you, have... You like get... Ewoks and droids? I don't... No. What? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I haven't oh. gotten any words on my mouth. I don't know. I... <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> what it's like every day every show yeah there might be some droids that are okay come on i have to brush up on my history yeah okay characters all right so you but you're not one of those people that kind of worships at the shrine of the droid no no good i don't know why you're looking at me i why would i yeah i don't know so anyway ed is also deeply unhappy with a number scale okay and he sent a suggested replacement oh okay so so here's what it should go Uh uh-huh frowny Mm -hmm. chuckle Uh uh-huh giggle Mm -hmm. laugh Mm-hmm. Guffaw. Mm-hmm. Cackle. Okay, that okay, that that is a system that makes no sense. Why not? What's your complaint? because uh, we go from guffaw to cackle. That doesn't that that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, so you think the guffaw even... is like the ultimate in the Yeah, laugh guffaw scale? is much higher. I mean cackle does cackle's like an evil laugh. Like that's not a sense of like how funny mm, a thing is. A mm, cackle is how yeah. evil things are. Like that's yeah. just like your 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 his scale is flawed. Right, the chuckle giggle. 
Like, yeah. Like how? Like how? Like is is a chuckle <laughs> really that much less than a giggle? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. This, right. this is. You know, what we should do. Hmm. We should rate it by laughing. Actually, you know, no, we should. Like do it should be like is uh, Ed. Ed. Yeah. Yes. Should make sounds of him laughing. In these different ways that we would then use. Irina, if Ed were to sound to send us clips of frowning, chuckling, giggling, laughing, guffawing, and cackling, yes. could we put them on the board and then just hit them each um, week? Not on the board automatically, but okay. we could edit it in. Okay, Ooh, like all right, we could fix it. In, we could fix it in post. Oh my god. We've never fixed anything we can in, fix post it in post in the history of this show. So if Irina has shown up, pretty sure day one, and it's like, oh yeah, we can do that in post. Mm-hmm. We can add yeah. You're definitely oh. Patrick's favorite. Oh yeah, of all. Yes. there's no doubt. I have about been that. De- like, I have been denied dream, my post fixes. Your dream of fixing it in post is. I mean, we've been doing the show for six years. I've said we'll fix it in post for six years. At least, yeah, for six years, it's you never been fixed. Probably started in post. saying it before we did the show. I think we. I said it when we did the show live on the radio that we right. would fix it in yes. post. Yeah, it was never fixed. I assumed it was a joke. Yeah, because you don't really no. fix the radio in the post. Yes, that's what makes it fun. All right, so I'm sure Ed will send excellent the sound effects, and we can then excellent. I'm just gonna put them on my phone. Yes, just make sure that they're Using not classes. Just make track. sure that they're not too Byzantine when they when they come. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, little, little. yeah. He studies Byzantine. That's a that's so. an inside joke for Ed. Yeah, and now everyone I've... else that Alan explained it. So Star Wars yes. Andor. So this is is this Star Wars because it's much kind of darker and grittier than what you sometimes see in a Star Wars movie? Oh, I mean, yeah. we did just talk about Ewoks eating people, so maybe nah. maybe I'm contradicting myself. Yeah, but the eating of people is implied in, in the Ewoks. Right. It's not really explained. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a much more sort of darker and gritty. I mean, with the exception of what? There's, there's the one droid, and there's the one big alien that shows up kind of standing behind him. Um, when the guy's trying to get his money back from him. Oh, yeah. Like, th- that's yeah. the only alien, I think, that we see in the show as well. So it's... It's, that, it's, it's very it's, humanoid. Yeah. Well, and, and, and very it's, grim, it's, And it's, it's kind of lack... There we go. It's lacking... What did Zach say last week? Then, not you, to, then you just hit it a second time. Like, you doubled it. I'm very just... Anyway. I, no, um, no. It's lacking sort of those <laughs> those more Easter eggy, fanish slash nostalgic bits. This is why I love Andor. More than anything else, yes. I don't have to like. You haven't watched to be on the edge of my seat. Like, is there an Easter egg? Is you, Patrick going to grill me on an Easter only, egg I missed? You've only watched the first three episodes. That's right? correct. Okay. Are there more Easter eggs? Well, oh, uh, come on. In, in episode four, we find out that that Luthen, the guy that that picks that takes him yes. off planet, right, works, works into the rebels. Yeah, basically yeah. works a, a side gig in a kind of of curio shop. Yes, and so his shelves are full. Of Easter eggs. Oh, for God! As people you know, have pointed, because people have pointed uh, out that, like, for example, you remember Indiana and the Chem- Temple of Doom, the the stones the that they had to get. Yeah, Doom? the Temple of Doom. I have no idea what a chimple the Temple is. of Doom. Uh, it's a temple for chimps, is what a chimple is. Uh, but the, the the stones that he had that he was trying to get back from Molaram, the stones are actually up on one of the shelves. So uh, there's there's no they're okay. not obtrusive Easter eggs, but there okay. are Easter eggs to be found. I do but, not but like I do not care. That's for one of the Easter reasons eggs. why we wanted to do these first three episodes by themselves because right. they work. Number one, they work just as a very well kind of encapsulated like hour and a half long movie. Right. Um, and then when we do the bigger yeah and or that would be a great time to bring Rich yeah, back hopefully to the show Rich, because Rich can come back and and we will. I can only imagine that's going to be a dreadfully long conversation about Star Wars lore and universe building. That depends. I think he's going to hate Andor because there's not much of of that that's what makes it that yes that's what makes it it's, it's what makes it great as, as yes. far as i'm concerned like i, I look at it Irina, because i don't want her to throw anything at me but in the star wars universe mm-hmm. it is rogue one and andor that i like better than 
Which, anything else. It's not surprising considering that that Tony Gilroy, who is yeah. the writer and executive producer of of Andor, was a co writer on on Rogue One. And and you know this show is very much in the spirit of Rogue One. You know, when we talked about Rogue One years and years ago on the podcast, yeah. one of the things we discussed uh, that we discussed that we liked about it mm-hmm. was the much deeper dive into the rebellion. That it was a much messy, much more messy version of the rebellion. Right. That you have the different factions. The fact that that as an insurgency, there's things that they would have to do that are much darker than we ever saw in in Lucas. And there's no love story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was another thing that that. It's always good not to have romance in it. Yeah, movie. so I, I like the way that the... So, yeah, and so Andor is very much continuing in kind of of the Rogue One vein. Like, Gilroy is kind of nicely mapping out, like, his nice little corner of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and um, he can do it because it's all prequel stuff that's not going to matter, I guess. Yeah, well, it's one of the things that's... In the long run. It's one of the things that's interesting yeah. in that... Because we know, we know what happens to Andor. In the end. I think I remember. Like, we know in what happens to him yeah. in Rogue One. And I remember and, and a this happy show, moment on the beach, right? And Yes, exactly. And yeah. this show um, is only five years before, you know, the Battle of Yavin. So we're only five years from, you know, his, his spoiler alert demise. Um, I think you should wait a little bit longer between the spoiler alert and the spoiler. Because nobody fine. could have flicked the button that They're quick. Fine. I'm sure they could. They're very quick. Um, and yet... Despite the fact that that yes. it, it has the potential stumbling block of most prequels, which is that how can this be any kind of consequential? You know that I don't like prequels. When we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And yet, you know, I, I so far it's been a very compelling, fascinating show. I agree. I agree. And you know that from the beginning. Like he shows up, I guess it's a brothel? Yeah. Strip club kind of thing. Uh, yeah, something like that. He's looking for his sister. He has the run-in with the cops. Mm-hmm. He kills one accidentally. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. He shoots the other one in the head. Immediately thereafter, which was an, yeah. I mean, which it's like, an, well, like, I was watching with Vicky, yeah, and I turned to her, and she was, she, her response was, "Whoa, well, remember, not what in, I was expecting from Star Wars, yeah, well, remember in Rogue One, the first thing he does is shoot the spy that he's talking to that gave him the information on the Death Star. I don't remember that, yeah, he, I'll that, take your word the for first it. thing, he, that's the first thing we see Andor do is is the guy that's got, I think he's got a broken arm or a broken leg or something, yeah, and he's trying to get off planet. And 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 or just straight up shoots him, and so that that was a nice call. The other thing is is, yeah. you know, the particularly that opening scene that you described with the 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 brothel and the cops and the yeah. way that it's raining and the way that it's lit and everything. Like yes. it's very much got much more of a Blade Runner vibe. I've got some Farrell on Blade Runner. Than sort of the yeah. rest of Star Wars, which again I think is another way that 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 Gilroy is kind of saying, you know, you're in kind of a different. Uh, God, a different part of the Star Wars universe. It's such a better part of the Star Wars universe. And one that, that yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the point of, the, with the exception of the one droid who's there for your, your sort of nostalgia fans. Right. Um, and, yes. Yeah. And people who probably, like, wanted to be friends with droids when they were kids and had stuffed droids and, like, sat them up on the stairs and pretend like they were watching movies. Okay, that those weren't, they didn't have stuffed droids. Those you didn't have stuffed droids? Those were stuffed animals. Okay. It's totally different. <laughs> you, didn't have, you didn't have a stuffed C-3PO? No. no really? No. Surprising. Nope. You had the little ones, though, undoubtedly. The, the action figures? figures? Yeah. You say had in the past tense. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, remind me, and then we can jump into the show in more detail, where are we in the Star Wars timeline in terms of droid rights? Because some movies are really big on droid rights, and then, of course, some of them don't care about droid rights. Um, well, I think... What? I think Andor is taking place after Solo, which is where we had kind of the most explicit kind of... So Andor's after Solo. I believe so. Okay. I think I saw I, I saw a thing that was like uh, uh, TikTok so, that put him in continuity. I think Andor was after Solo. So, but we're close to peak droids rights. 
Droid, I mean, droid rights don't really go much of anywhere. Well, that's my period. point. That's one of my points. They're they're is, they're always kind of low. It's this terrible kind of retconning and prequel. I mean, even like, even like, even in Rise of Skywalker, which is the most recent film, right? You know, they're they're even more dismissive to three PO than than he's been in a long time. So yeah, droid droid rights have not really advanced at all. That's really my point, I guess. Is it, it, clearly the civil rights movement that failed was the droids' rights? Yeah, yeah. Is is the new droid called B two emo? Yes. So literally, his name is B two emo. Yes, though I think they only I call him like, B. Well, yeah, but but it is he B2 is B two emo. Yes. Emo, yes. He's not a very terrible emo droid. Idea, right? He's like, a very a terrible name. He's a very sweet droid. Would, he is a little emo, I guess. I don't think he's emo. He's he just, is. He's just I very can't sweet. lie without extra energy. That which, by funny. the way, makes no. It makes no scientific. No, he can sense. lie. Two lies takes extra energy. That's two lies. But why? Why That's would lying, Why would lying take extra energy? Because it lying no is, is because it's draining to lie. It's much more easier to live a life of truth. Do you think smart refrigerators deserve rights? Like, where do we draw the line? Mm. Like, when does a droid become like worthy of rights? I don't know. Star, War, Star Wars hasn't really made that point yet. Okay. As far as Star Wars is concerned, so you're just waiting for Star Wars to tell you how to think about it within the Star Wars universe. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Within within and within know. our universe, you don't care. Well, we don't really we don't really, ha- we don't really have droid rights. Well, you? we don't really have droids running around willy nilly. What do they have to move to be a droid? Question. I would think so. Okay. If it doesn't move, it's a statue. I don't think that's true. I think so. Well, the desk doesn't move, but you wouldn't call it a statue. <sighs> There's lots of things that don't move. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not even going to go down this rabbit hole. The statue was a re... Okay, fine. Can we just can we just lift it back? Fine. Yeah. So. Oh, you know what we could talk about? Andor? Kind of, it kind of fits with what we were talking about um, in the pre-show, mm-hmm. which I assume you're going to scrub. Yes. Yes, to, to protect yourself. But one of the the one of the themes the, the show really takes on that I think is interesting is the idea of the colonization of Native peoples. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking about Canari mm-hmm. and like the flashback story within a story mm-hmm. that's kind of told. Do you want to talk a little bit about colonization? I mean, you've got your bona fides, right? It's so not cool. <laughs> that's just not. I thought you were... Yeah, I do... I so do, question, whose side are you on in, I, in that canary? <laughs> you're awful. All right, go on. Let's, let's talk... Let's have a serious conversation. So I do I do actually... I do have a, a fair yes. or foul. Okay. Um, you want to drop that it now? sort of based on that. Ooh, it's a bonus early fair or foul. Kind of talking about kind of uh, mm-hmm. the theme of indigenous populations okay. in, in the larger Star Wars franchise. So the theme of indigenous populations. Here's, here's the fair or foul, and then we'll get into the context. And I bad-mouthed Ewoks, didn't I? Quote... Technically indigenous populations. This is from Darren yeah. Mooney of Escapist Magazine. Quote, The Ewoks are silly... They are also radical. The intersection of these two elements makes them brilliant. <laughs> now, he has a particular reason for viewing them as radical, which yes. I think might redeem them for you a little bit. Okay. I, again, this is a, a place where your expertise in the Star Wars universe and mine not really caring about it a whole mm-hmm. lot um, will show. I guess you could define them as silly. Mm-hmm. Could, but, like, it depends, like, is it a positive silly or a negative silly i believe in this case it's it's negative silly okay so if it's a negative silly that's fair Mm -hmm. the radical part you're gonna have to explain to me like i i don't i'm not they do eat people well but see here's radical so here's where so this this is how mooney talks about it there's no way they're brilliant they're so foul it's all foul okay well here's so here's here's mooney's argument all right mooney is that teach me one of the things lucas has talked about is the original star wars is supposed to be an allegory for vietnam the, em- right. the Emperor's Nixon, 
the rebels are supposed to be like the Viet Cong. Um, but the what rebels Mooney are the Viet Cong. But wait a minute. So the Ewoks are also are the, the are also that feels actually kind of dehumanizing. To the, the Ewoks. Here's 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 his quote. Doesn't this is it, Mooney. But doesn't it make the Ewoks the less Ewoks than... hew much closer to how Never America mind. has traditionally seen the Viet Cong? They are an indigenous ah. population responding to an imperial power encroaching on their home. Yes. The use of traps and snares by the Ewoks okay. recall, recalls the portrayal of jungle warfare in Vietnam. Lucas is on record about wanting to create the Ewoks as a fuzzy, furry version of the Viet Cong. It seems to me problematic mm-hmm. that the way that we're going to convince Americans to identify with the Viet Cong mm-hmm. is to turn the Viet Cong into unreal, mm-hmm. make-believe cannibalistic animals mm-hmm. so i think like i can see the intention there mm-hmm. right that w- that like once the white folks come down and ally themselves with the ewoks mm-hmm. well then we can celebrate the ewoks right mm. but I, I think i see what he's going for but i think given our many conversations mm-hmm. about like the use of aliens in comic books and whatnot mm-hmm. that it becomes problematic to do that in a mm. way that might carry through the message as much as you want to because don't most people just get like a fuzzy ewok stuffed animal to sleep with at night i don't know i'm assuming that's what you did um i think yeah. i may have had a wicket at some point a what wicket that's the is that e- one of the ewoks that's the e- that's the main ewok the one that makes friends with leia okay. the really cute little one the one i most remember is when you and bobby were playing lego star wars and you kept stabbing him in the back and shooting him with your your laser gun that was not an ewok was, was it was it a Wookiee? No, I think it was. The, he. We were both playing the Emperor. We were shooting each other with Force lightning. Oh no! But you were on a branch. I don't remember. Anyway, it's not important. Yeah. Bobby is my is my son. Yeah. They and Patrick have had some bad moments at the video game console together. Oh no! It was we had a great time. <laughs> Vicky. Maybe not so much. Yeah. Every so, but anyways, but to get to to, to focus people. back yeah. on yes, we should. on Andor. So yeah, there there is. I mean, it's it's interesting in terms of. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot there because obviously we've got what is alluded to happening in Canaris past, which they they were a mining planet that apparently there was some sort of accident in, and mm-hmm. now the planet is largely toxic and and quarantined well, and, a, and blocked off. There's a great moment as the kids are kind of mm-hmm. walking to the crash site where you see. Like how the planet has been essentially kind of—it looks like strip mined, yeah. abandoned. Maybe there was some kind of disaster. But yeah, like, that, that, that's the theory—is that there's some kind of disaster that happened. Yeah, is that why there are no adults there? Like, is, that, is that allegorical, or was there like that's some one kind of, of like that's old one of bomb? that's one of yeah. the questions? Is you know were the adults all taken as slave labor and either worked in a mine or taken off planet? Is it also? I mean, the they idea would have is taking the kids to enslave. Well, but the too, idea though, right? too is that. Well, that's that's the other thing too. Well, but the other idea is that, as far as we can tell, the planet is completely toxic. But if the kids are growing up on their right there naturally, they may have an immunity that the parents didn't have. Oh, that 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 was my theory. I'm not sure how that would happen. I'm not a geneticist, but um, no. But that was sort of my theory: is that oh, it's just kids because they they're growing up with a natural immunity to. Assuming that yeah. uh, this is assuming, of course, that the whole canary is polluted thing is true, and it's not trying to cover something else up that might be revealed later, which would be just as bad, just yeah. in a different way. It's too yeah. bad we don't have an expert on colonization here mm. to think about like how you yes. might enslave people. But I'll, yeah. leave, I'll okay. let that lie. One of the things, one of the things I that really that I really liked about canary 
was that when the natives speak, mm-hmm. the kids speak, you can't understand them. Yeah. It's yeah, not it's untranslated. subtitled. Yep. Like, it's completely untranslated. Kind of suggesting how little we know mm-hmm. about the people who get colonized, how mm-hmm. little we know about the people who get exploited, and in a way, like, how little we care. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody's taken the time to figure out their language or to put it into subtitles for us. Yeah. So that, I thought, I thought oh, that was kind oh, of a okay. meta-staging, in a way, that reinforced kind of how bleak and lifeless the planet was. Like, what, like what mm. the colonizing mindset does to people. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I didn't see it that way. But how'd you see it? Well, I saw it more as, you know, we kind of just operate with the default assumption. Like, everyone in the Star Wars universe speaks basic, which is which is English. Right. Um, and so we speak what? Basic is what the language they're speaking is called. Oh, that, I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned something. Basic today. is kind of the universal Star Wars language. Right, okay. Um, and I saw it more as, you know... Just kind of another way that Gilroy is kind of of interrogating some of the things we take for granted about Star Wars. We just kind yeah. of assume everybody speaks English. Everybody speaks largely in British or American accents, which is really interesting with with uh, Diego Luna playing um, Cassian and, and his his yeah. Mexican accent. Right. Um, but it, to me, it it almost kind of seemed like it was exposing something that we should have realized, which is that. Not everybody speaks basic. Basic is a language that's imposed on people. See, I, 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 in that way, I don't think we're talking about different things mm. at all, right? It's like yours is kind of within the universe and mine is outside of the universe. Mm. But it's making the same kind of point in the way that they're using that language. Like the assumptions we have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in terms of the way the, the Canari people speak, I didn't see yep. that as a symbol of like them being ignored neglected i saw that more as well that's them not being colonized by but but as we listen and we can't understand what they're saying i think there is a kind of like like they're just incomprehensible they are but you can still but you can you do know what's going on like we don't understand the words but we can tell what's going on like they're still they're still communicating it's true but the 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 fact that we can't really know what they're saying i think is I i thought it was really powerful I oh think yeah, it kind of functions in the universe in the same way I'm talking yeah, I thought about it was, outside. The I thought it seemed to me you were actually critiquing no. the fact that they speak in the no. Like, I think, oh, okay. I think, then I I think outside wrong. the universe they're trying to say the same thing, right? That if Ewoks are the Viet Cong, mm-hmm. then when we look at the natives of Canary, we're looking at colonized people that we treat in such horrific ways and never care to get to know them in any way. Like we just don't. Mm-hmm. We just they they are kind of. They have a voice, but they don't. Okay. Right? Okay. There's a voicelessness. I thought you meant like the them. fact that their language is untranslated means the show doesn't care about them. That's no, why I got confused. No, I mean okay. the show. I think the show is trying to make the point. Yeah. That that we don't. Yeah. Care about the people we exploit. Yeah. We just and, want our fancy tennis shoes and our lattes. Well, yeah. no, that, and and whatever they were mining. Yeah. Right. I don't know. They probably weren't mining tennis shoes. Yeah. No, that's not really something you have to mine for. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. You don't really mine for leather. It'd be great, though. I found a pair of Air Jordans over here. Get so, the crane. But yeah, so I mean, again, I mean, again, and so, you know, there's obviously yeah. the point about, like, when we see the mine. Yeah. But then we also learn in the present day that Canari is still quarantined and people aren't allowed to go there. Something nasty. And and yeah. and it raises the question of, like, what else is, you know, what else is going on there? That that the 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 sort of colonization is, is not limited just to the past. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that we live with the consequences of colonization mm-hmm. is probably something to think about. Right. Every once well, in a while. Well, and then we sort of see that overlap with 
on um, Morlana 1 where Andor and, and, and Bix and all those characters are. Yeah. We kind of see the same thing going on with the, the, the corporation, you know, that it's a company town, that they're another, you know, presumably, possibly indigenous people to this planet. Wait, I need help with that. Mm-hmm. Morlana 1, that's where the brothel was, right? Oh, you're right. Uh, are you talking about Ferrix? Sorry, Ferrix. Yes, I'm talking about Ferrix. Wait a minute. Did I just... Yes, sorry, I got did my Did I just fact up. check yes, Patrick you, Hamilton okay. on Star Wars? Yes, you did. My life has been made. Okay. You realize how sad that is, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. In, in the, the position I occupy, this is a big win for me. Okay. Big okay. win. Okay. Yes, I will let you... So, yes, on Ferrix... Wee. And and yeah. and the people on Farrakhan. I mean, it, it, you yes. know, it, the same kind of exploitation is going on at the hands of the sort of of their their corporate overlords. Right. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that, but maybe we should finish Canary first. Okay. I think there's some really interesting stuff going on in Ferrix that yeah, that is a historian kind of caught my my attention. But I I before we leave, um, young Cassian. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of process Marva then? Oh, tranquilizing him, yeah, I have and a, forcing him off planet because, yeah, like, I have a lot of problems with that. Like, okay, that's, I, I'm hoping that you do. Yeah, that's. It, I also found it. Yeah, it's one of the moments that really, It's one of the things that really jumped out. I was like, because you know, I mean, from the get, I mean, she shows up, right, and kind of of, of you know a, a very sort of white savior sort of, of oh, wait pattern. My notes literally say. Oh, it's a white savior. Yeah, so do like, I. Going to fix all of his problems, and just, right? And just assumes that oh, he can't stay here, right? So let me just take him. Oh, she knows better from his people yeah. and his family and his planet without right. head. Like she doesn't even hesitate. Like it's, right. it's I'm not immediate. asking him. I'm not trying to communicate. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm it's, tranquilizing that guy, and and then and and then the way that she still kind of. I don't know if lords yeah. it over him, but still exerts a certain amount of power over him in the present. Well, the way she hides it. Yeah, I think is really it, it, in in a way it feels like Native American schools, mm-hmm. you know, at turn of the century, like like he's not supposed to be Canary, yeah, anymore, right? Well, it, like it, that, yeah. The, the well, the whole plot kind of hinges on like you haven't told anybody you're Canary right. yet, like, and so there's like yeah. this finishing kind of process where like Canary's not good enough; he mm-hmm. needs to be something. Well, and there's different. also the moment when he gets home and she clearly knows, you know, that something's going on. Yeah. And he walks in, and he's all of a sudden like the child that's in trouble, right? And, and yes, like he comes over and kisses her. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah. this weird. It's this, and, but I mean, you know, like all like you know all of Cassian's problems that we see in the present stem from Marva kidnapping him from his planet, right? Um, you know the the way in which that he is, you know, that that he is basically forced into a kind of migrant existence, right? Is because he he was taken, and, and the thing I find interesting is that at the end of these three episodes, Luthen does the same thing. He takes him from where he lives. At least Luthen tries to make an argument. He does to convince but him, but there's still, like a whole set of circumstances around it yeah. that don't leave him a lot of choices. Yeah, exactly. In terms and of then, where he's going to go, and there's stuff yeah. that comes out in the next two episodes that 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 don't adds spoil. to. It. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, we'll see. But yeah, the 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 moment that was one of the moments that of of all kind of the things that Gilroy was doing in the first three episodes, mm-hmm. you know, Marva and and you know the way in which that the, the yeah the white savior pattern that she fits into, um, and and yeah the, the just the presumption of like oh I can give this kid a better life 
than right. he'll have here if I take him with me. And so because I know that, I, you know, I can just do whatever I want. Right. I, I have some kind of moral high ground yeah. in this situation so I can do, like, literally yeah. whatever she wants. Yeah, one of the things that, that I think... You know, I think Gilroy does a really good job of pulling off in the show. I don't. I, don't, I think most people don't even probably don't even see it as a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 way it's sort of critiquing that that sort of white savior, the the presumed goodness of, you know, the the you know the white liberal um, right. perspective. And if, you and if know, you're paying attention, of, I feel like it's pushing us to one of the things I really liked about Rogue One, and that is like there like. There aren't really good guys yes. in like the classic superhero kind mm-hmm. of sense, comic booky, you know, one hundred percent morally pure, always mm-hmm. do the right thing, always help out people who need help. Like that doesn't exist in this universe. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why Rogue One is far and away. Yeah. Well it reminds story. me of of I keep going back to an interview with uh an interview I saw with George R. R. Martin kind of talking about his, his, you know, the Game of Thrones books and how he says he didn't, I think he's talking more about Tolkien, but he said he didn't want to just have a book where all of the clearly good guys team up and go against all of the clearly bad guys. Yeah. But that is kind of what we get in the Star Wars universe oh, as well. Sure. Is, is yeah. when And again, that was one of the things that, that Rogue One, as you said, did really well. It kind of made us rethink the Rebellion. It's like, yeah, you know, for the, for the Rebellion to succeed, they have to do some terrible, terrible right. things. Just because you're fighting on the right side. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't make bad choices yeah. and you don't do terrible things. Yeah, yeah, and, and and coming to grips with that is like a really healthy way to understand mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, like maybe American foreign policy would be different. Yeah, if we understood that. So yeah, but, so you know that that the way in which that that you know again did, yeah there is no I mean I guess the only really clear cut bad guy or bad guys so far are yeah. are the the corporate police and yeah. particularly the 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 deputy lieutenant guy. But this, um, but this is where I think it gets really interesting in a way because like that's actually the next stage in my notes, mm. like thinking about capitalism and corporations mm-hmm. and government and the way mm-hmm. they become kind of the same thing, yeah, like fascism, mm-hmm. right? And like what we watch developing in this universe mm-hmm. is fascism. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, like the best part is after Cassian kills the two guys, mm-hmm. the guy that's in charge, he doesn't even like he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna hide it, we're gonna scrub it, like we don't. He, all he cares about is the bureaucratic report. Yeah. Wants to make, needs you know, to have a, a clean yeah. report for the Imperials. He, I, I'm off to present to the Imperials, you yeah. know, and I need this. It's it's so 100% true mm-hmm. to the bureaucratic world mm-hmm. in which we live, right? Like that mm-hmm. is classic bureaucratic processing. The truth doesn't matter. You just mm-hmm. need to make sure the higher-ups are hearing what they yeah. want to hear so that they feel good about where they're at and you can keep climbing the ladder in your own way. Well, and it's also interesting in, you know, when the Imperials sort of find out about what actually went on and, yeah. and everything's a mess, that, that the Imperials come in and they're, like, completely taking over. Yeah. And, you know, basically the entire corporate structure is kicked out. I'm like, yeah, you know, when, when you, you know, the show kind of making the point, it's like, yeah, when you get in bed with fascists, you know, that doesn't keep you safe from them. Like, no, it makes, they you, are, it makes you a fascist. It makes you a fascist. But, but also, that, that doesn't make you an exception to yeah. what they're going to do. Like, they're going right. to take you yes. over right. just as much as they do anyone else. Because they will have the same regard for your humanity yeah. that they as have they do for anyone everybody else. else's yeah. humanity, which is none. Like, yeah. you know, your humanity is only a resource mm-hmm. that they can use or not use. Yeah. And they'll use know? it as long as it's useful to have you there. The moment yeah. you become not useful. Yeah. They'll, so, they'll replace you. So that guy, he's part of the deep state, then, right? Like the which elite, one? Like the guy that's hiding everything. Like he's he's trying to climb into the deep state. 
I don't know that he's necessarily trying to climb into the deep state because that okay. would re- that would require a level of ambition that his character seems to lack. That's fair. I think he's more just trying to keep what he's got. Uh, okay, well that's and and you know it's, it's pretty con- kind of pretty okay. content with being like a a minor functionary within this this bureaucracy. Right, but Karn is not. No, so no. We, oh, Karn. I think Karn is really interesting because when he first shows up, he he reminded me like if the if his superiors like I'm just covering up, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm just papering over so yeah. that like if I'm not climbing at least like my world remains stable and mm-hmm. predictable. He reminded me of one of your favorite characters. Oh, here we go. No, no. He did not remind you at all like, at first. I think he he becomes more complicated in some mm-hmm. ways. But he's he's kind of Javert like. Oh yeah, he's very Javert. Well, yeah, so why, he's, why are he's, you so upset that I'm going Javert? He's a. Where do you think I was going to go? Like, I, I was your Scooby Doo. Yeah. No, I thought you're. Yeah, no, I just did not think he was going anywhere good. Um, you, but you you've always. I do evinced love a real interest and in appreciation for Javert, who's yeah, a very he, kind of he's like a he's complicated a, he, character. He's, he's a young Javert. He doesn't right, have he, quite the nuance of Javert. He yet. hasn't grown into to some of Javert's. Yeah, I think he sees the world kind of like Javert does. Like, has a t- oh, yeah. trouble distinguishing between law and justice. Well, no, I think like, in his mind, law and justice are kind of the same. That's thing. what I mean. Yeah. But like, he doesn't. He does. He he sees the law as justice. Yeah. Right. And doing the well, law and, is always thus. Doing and whatever justice. the law does is justice. Right. Yes, yeah. I think that's what I just said, but yeah. maybe you said it more eloquently. Yes, so. yes, I agree. Okay, good. So he's this like true idea or a true mm-hmm. believer kind of guy. Like, oh yeah, like, you know, like something has been done, he is going to do his job yeah. no matter what, and his job obviously means justice. Like that's mm-hmm. the end result. Did are, are the two guys that are dead? Are, is it their fault they're dead? Pretty much, right? Oh. But that doesn't it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. They were they, they were they were employees of the corporation. They're part of the in group, mm-hmm. not the out group. And if it was a Canary guy, yeah, that did this, then it's like a super out group guy. Well, it doesn't even like he yeah. he wants to find whoever d- did it before he knows Absolutely. it's Canary. Period. But it's, when it's, he finds it's, out Canary, you know, it's that like just I want to know. You know, whoever did this has to be. You know, that it doesn't matter why. Right. That right. they, they have to be caught. Right. Justice is catching them and yeah. probably executing. The murder, oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent is what. Has to come. Also, does Karn? Is it just me, or does he look a little bit like Ben Shapiro? Mm. Put the two pictures up side by yeah, side. Yeah, there's there, there's a He's bit. He's got yeah. a little Ben Shapiro in him. Do you think that's intentional? That's oh, hard to or say. Uninten- Irina looks say. skeptical. Do you not buy the comparison? I'd have to have a side by side, but I. Uh, I can see some similarity. Okay. They've both got well, the dark hair. Irina could check on her phone. You could just yeah, Google Ben back. Shapiro and then put him at... I just... I feel like there's at least a passing... Yeah. A passing familiarity yeah. between these guys. And, of course, Karn is... He's the ultimate fascist, right? He's totally uncharismatic. But let me... Here's how the actor described... Well, he's... He's he's yeah. he's a different... Because I would also argue the main, the main cop guy that he works with when he goes down to the planet yeah. is also an ultimate fascist, but in a but different he, way. He's like a confident, you know, I'm going to take care of business fascist. Yeah. Karn is like an intellectual fascist. Yeah, that's them. Who's yeah. like... That, that um, speech he gives before they go to... is Such a great it's scene. Such a great scene. Because he's terrible. Because he's... Ter- well, and the fact that all the other cops are like, You're, this is terrible. Right, he like, doesn't... Ha- is- they're yawning during... Yeah, yeah. They... He hasn't grown into his Javarian confidence no. yet. No, but that's that's his trajectory, mm-hmm. you know. In theory, like yeah. I don't know where he's going to end up, but in theory, he's totally uncharismatic. The actor playing him said, "This is how he described mm. the, the character." Quote: He has an extreme sense of need to impress mm-hmm. and to fill a hole in himself, mm-hmm. and so that really is about um, 
Oh, so that really is about ascending to the top of whatever field he's in. Mm-hmm. The field he's chosen is one of restriction and complete control mm-hmm. and one of domination. Yeah. So that gets me to a fair or foul for you oh, from, okay. from The Guardian. Oh, geez. Um, the Guardian writes, quote, um, Solar, the actor, mm-hmm. is perfect at the, at the sort of seething inadequate mm-hmm. a fascist movement needs plenty of mm-hmm. if it's not to become understaffed. <laughs> I thought that was very fair. Oh yeah, that was really well. Oh yeah, that's the guy you need—the guy that has a big hole inside Mm -hmm. himself, a guy that is like going to dominate others because he's afraid of his lack of dominion in the world. Yeah. Anyway, so you, you find that fair? Oh, 100% fair, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just mean, think... He's the kind of, of, you know, sort of minor functionary that's very invested in his job. Right. If you were that, mining... That you need. If you were mining for fascists... Yes. Back on Canary, Oh, you want to find a whole bunch of you'd car. you find a whole bunch of car. Yeah, got to find a nice <laughs> like, car vein. Oh, there's a load of car. <laughs> there's, a, there's a nice car vein. <laughs> that's right. Right there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I lo- There's the moment... Because I, I rewatched the first couple episodes last night, and then Disney Plus crashed on me. But when he f- is first introduced talking to his superior... Right. The superior makes a point. He's like, have you altered the uniform? Right. And he's like... Yes. Uh, yes. Some, yeah. some minor piping and... Yeah. Taylor. I'm like, oh my God. You are. And then I started, like, I couldn't help but compare, like, his costumes to everyone else. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. such a tool. Right. And you're so proud to be a tool. Right. It's like the clan guy, though. Yeah. That, you know, like, embroiders a little, like, yeah, he, like, like embroidered yeah. him on his robe. Or yeah. Whatever, that, oh know? my it's God. Like, yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. So the, good. It, the guy that's trying too hard. Oh, way too hard. In some ways to prove. So, Irina, what do you think? Ben Shapiro? We're comparing Karn and Shapiro? Yes. yes. They're average looking guys. They're both average looking guys. <laughs> That's also true. That's true. So they have the same hair, and they're both kind of average looking. I'd be more concerned with their characteristics and personalities, and then I might agree more with you. Yeah. The characteristics, I I think, match up pretty nicely. Yeah, they do. Not that we want to start a war with any podcast. No, we don't. No. No. Yeah. So... So, And of course, at the end of this, it's it's noted out loud that the corporation and its henchmen are the emperor's... Or the empire's quote-unquote first line of defense. Yeah. Right. The, the the company and the government are right. Except that it's it's yeah. it's the company that I think says that, isn't it? It's the main cop that sort of says that. I don't remember. And then we find out very yeah. quickly it was like yeah, you're not the first line of defense. Oh, I think they are. Your van- well, it's, it, they've it, just it, failed. The first line has been breached. And then once they're and so failed, the empire then has to step, has to step in. in. Yeah. 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 Agreed. That they're the first line of defense from what's outside, but they're not paying attention to what's behind them. You never do. Yeah. Right. You got that new piping on your uniform. Yeah. You're golden. What yeah. could go it wrong? It is funny that everyone else around him is sort of much more like, do we really need to do this? Like, right. Why, yeah. why are we doing this? Nobody else wants to there's do the great that, moment. Right? There's a great moment when he walks into the room where they're tracking things down and like the one female officer sees him and she's like, oh, geez. Yeah. You're, right. You're like, like, this is the guy. He's like, okay, stay, right. you know, get back to work. It's like, uh, yeah, like, the, like, you can tell that everyone thinks exactly yeah. of Karn as we think he's of Karn. He's like the assistant manager no, he's the assistant to the assistant manager. I was going to say, like the Waffle House, yeah. you know, it's like, like the fryer's not being run yeah, efficiently he's, enough. He's a, he's a Dwight you know, Schrute. This chicken should be done yeah. in, a, you know, 92 seconds and it's taking yeah. you 96. He, he's you know, a Dwight guy. Schrute that we don't find appealing. Right. Yes. Well, he's he's Dwight Schrute in real life. Yeah. Like Dwight's funny on television. Yes. You put him next door to you in an office, like he's yeah, not he's funny. Yeah. He's a terrible, terrible guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's interesting, though, that Cassian presents a different view. Like, the Empire kind of presents itself as this efficient, mm-hmm. um, dominating kind of organization. But he talks about how easy they are to steal from. Yeah, that's one of the Because great they're lines. fat and they're satisfied. And then I realized all of a sudden, wait a minute. Like, Americans are, in fact, the Empire, right? Because Americans mm-hmm. are fat and satisfied. Yeah. We take all this for granted in the world around us. Mm-hmm. We're the ones with the arrogance. 
Yeah. Is that how Star Wars was supposed to work? Like, were we always supposed to be? No, I think, well... See, if Darth Vader is Nixon... No, the Emperor's Nixon. Oh, who's Darth Vader? I don't know if the metaphor goes much further than that. Like, Herlikman? Yeah, or, yeah, one of, or, um, one of his other kind of crony. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, like, the, but it would be the most important crony. I don't know who the most important crony would have been. Ed will chime in on this for sure. Yeah. 100%. Ed yeah. will tell us. Um, but. Liddy? I feel like Liddy becomes more important after the fact. Okay. Like, he kind of builds a brand out of Watergate. Okay. I wouldn't think of G. Gordon Liddy as, like. So Liddy's more like, like Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right, kind of building a brand yeah. after the story's been told. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that. Yeah. Ed's going to correct all of this. So yeah, that's, I think yeah, that's fine. We'll fix that in, in post. Post. Yeah, yeah it's next week. Another <laughs> forever post. So, but, so here's where the allegory becomes complicated for me. Like, I get mm-hmm. the Emperor's Nixon, mm-hmm. so the Empire is the States. But yes. I feel as if, like, Luke isn't Viet Cong, is he? No, I think... Would I, Luke be yeah. like Jane Fonda and anti-war protesters who, like, sat in anti-aircraft guns that the Viet Cong were firing? Yeah, that's no... Like how, does that, how does that work then? Because that's where I get lost. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, I, I think Leia is the Jane Fonda. Okay, so but so would Luke and Han and all of the other white guys that are kind of part mm-hmm. of this, this rebellion, then are they like the counterculture or are they the anti-war movement? I'm, I'm not... Yeah. I don't understand I don't, where they fit that's, in this. I think, I, I don't know, the metaphor might break down a little bit. It feels like it's not a very good metaphor if you're like... Nixon's the emperor, and like none of the rest of the stuff matters. Well, it's 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 perhaps the metaphor has not been thought through until beyond. you get to the Ewoks. Yeah, like you got the top and the bottom, but everything yeah. in the middle is very. It seems kind of mushy to me. Yeah, but so a mushy we, metaphor. Yes. Like we are, and here's why: we are the empire, but we're also the rebels. I think because yes. one of my favorite scenes in the in in I was going to call it a movie because it feels kind of like a movie. These first the three episodes they, do. Yeah, the very the much. First so. three function. So Luthen has come to to recruit mm-hmm. Cassian. And when the corpos come, like the corporate imperial yeah. fascists come to get him, the whole town rallies to his support. Yeah. And there's the, the great moment like where they're banging on the metal is a warning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's where Marva says, I think it's my favorite line. She turns to the guys that are watching oh, her is and that she the... says, that's what a reckoning sounds, reckoning sounds like. like yeah. And you're like, that's, well, a, it's a, it's that's a, exactly Well, it's also interesting that the cops, like. when they hear yeah. the sounds, they're like, oh, they're just doing that to intimidate us. Right. Again, it, 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 you know, whereas clearly, I mean, like we can tell right away, it's like, no, they're, they're clearly communicating with each other right. in a language that the cops do not understand, which is, which is right. another moment where Farrick sort of connected back to Canari for me in that, right. in that there is a form of communication that clearly belongs to these people right. or a system of communication that, that the Imperials don't understand at all and, and are dismissive right. of and, and, right. and don't think will cause them any problem. To me... And again, like if this is too historical, you can tell me when to stop. Like I'll stop whenever you okay. want me to. But it really stop. Fair. No, that's fair. <laughs> you can continue. Thank you. There's a boss, and mm-hmm. then there's the you know the the card. Um, it really evoked for me the Boston Massacre. Mm. Sometimes, like when I teach early American history, we read the primary documents, mm-hmm. and we look at the trial, and we try to figure out like what actually happened yeah. that night in Boston, and, like. Like thinking of the corporate fascist cops on the ground as the redcoats, mm-hmm. vastly outnumbered mm-hmm. in a community that's entirely hostile to them, mm-hmm. they don't fully grasp. No, I they think, don't. The no. the level of hostility no, because they... of course colonized peoples will yeah. often kind of 
hold that hostility close, like mm-hmm. keep it quiet. You, do, you don't want to be on the wrong side. Well, and also I that. think we see that the, the arrogance that Cassian talks about in the Empire is like right. the, the, the cops also assume that you know, oh, there's 12 of us. That's showing up we, is enough, right? We can handle anything that these people can throw So throw you think about the Redcoats. There were like, what, seven or eight of them? I don't yeah. remember. On the street that night. And like the people of Boston had ways of communicating, mm-hmm. you know, like yelling fire, for instance, mm-hmm. to like bring a crowd and yeah. to provoke an incident. And so to me, I'm like, oh, wait, we're the Empire, but we're clearly the rebels, too. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm really confused about Andor and us. Like, we, like, we're we kind of both, at least in our imagination, maybe that's it. We are the Empire, but in our imagination, we're the rebels. Well, I think I, I would probably change that a little bit. Because yeah. keep in mind that no one on Ferrix is a member of the Rebellion. They're, I, I just see them more as another group of natives to this planet that are resisting the people that have colonized them. But if they're resisting, I feel like, like, like I think the same thing was true in Boston. Not everybody who showed up on the street yeah. that night, you know, was a hundred percent patriot. You know, yeah, like but hanging I mean, out with with you know Sam Adams. Yeah, but I, for beer. me, I think in terms of Andor, we're at a point where, except for Luthen, right, and uh, Mon Mothma, who shows up in the next, like, the, there's not a lot to the rebellion at this right. point, and so. I, I, but there doesn't have to be. There doesn't I have, guess. but I, I, but I think. Well, I mean, because the, the incident the pe- comes from the colonization. Well, but right? the people on I, the people on Ferrix are a rebellion, a reckoning. Right. They're not the rebellion within right. Star Wars. But but they're rebels. Like they're, yeah. they're in some form. Like they're small R rebels instead of yeah. big R rebels. Well, it's like when the the police captain says that there's there's lots of things fomenting out there. There's right. fomenting, and I'm like, right. yeah, you're gonna you're yeah. about to get fomented. Um, by the people on this planet, like they're they're I, I see like, them. That's your action hero. Like, yeah, oh, you're going to get you, fomented. Like, you burst in the door. You're the like, fomentor you're about to get fomented. <laughs> the fomentor. You're going to be fomenting all over this. That's place. right. No, that's not. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. But yeah, so I I sort of saw it more within the context of like a, a yeah. native sort but, of indigenous. Though I don't that, know that necessarily anyone there is indigenous, but kind of the the native population. It's still like a, a colonized people. Yeah. Kind of like finding ways to rebel. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think that it really says a lot about who Americans are today. Mm-hmm. That like as we watch this, we want desperately to imagine, we want desperately to believe that we are yes. the rebels. Both small R mm-hmm. and big R, mm-hmm. right? That like that that's what we stand for. Mm-hmm. And yet the reality is we're kind of the empire. Yeah, I mean that's the thing like, is the, the is... difference between what we want to believe we yeah. are and what we are in the world. Yeah. Well and I and I think that that plays into a lot of um I think the character of Andor himself, who we haven't really talked about yes. yet. Oh man, that's um, going to be livid. Like, you know, the show's called Andor. Yeah, we haven't, talked, we haven't about, talked, talked about him yet. Yeah, that's yeah. preposterous. But the way in which I mean, because again, like there's there's the you know, you know, I tend to read Ferrix and because um, you know, I mean, we, what you've got Andor, mm-hmm. you've got um, I forget the boyfriend's name. Was it Tim's? Tim, right? Is Something like Tim, that. That yeah. that that clearly has. I think it's an Irish accent. That guy's um, the worst. He's terrible, but just um, classic male insecurity, like yeah. leading to complete Leading, tragedy. Yeah. yeah, but there is there is sort of this this way in which that I think the you know going to your point is I don't know I think yes we do want to see ourselves as the people of Ferrix. The problem right. is I think the people of Ferrix are more the people that we've done these kind of things to. That's my point, one hundred percent. You know, like this movie or this this show is kind of exposing that yeah. reality. Yeah, well, because and, and one of the things that struck me when I was we we rewatching it last night. Could you say that one more time? No, because I, I could really, barely could I, barely get I it out the really first time. Liked we watched. Yeah, it was, 
I was That's well, a good one. I was with Leia, so we were we watching it. Um, but yeah, there's there one of the things I found really interesting that I didn't pick up on the first time regarding Andor is when the cops are pursuing him. Yeah. And making fun of him. Mm-hmm. One of the things they're saying, you, if you listen to it, they're talking about like, oh, how did you get here? You know, how'd you get into the 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 you know the 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 city zone or whatever? He's like, oh, did you swim? Did you come across the water? I'm like, oh, oh wow. Like yeah. we're not even being subtle about what I, Andor represents. I didn't even think about that. I didn't catch yeah. it the first time yeah. until I watched it last night. I'm like, oh, so you know, classic kind of illegal immigrants yeah, sneaking that, across that's, a river boundary that should go unnamed. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, I was like, this yeah. is because because that's yeah, the thing I find is. really interesting with Andor, and and this follows from like Marva as well, is that Andor is very much a migrant character. Um, yeah. In yeah. and and he's forced into that. Like that's that's another thing that Marva does to him is force him into a very sort of migrant kind of marginalized existence on right. on you know the margins of things where he he he's not on the grid. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't exist in terms of a birth and, certificate and that there so is a kind of and because of that there is a kind of rootlessness to him. Yeah. Um, that that's, I think it's totally imposed by Marva yes. in many ways. Well, right? and like we see he could him, be rooted in lots of places. He could be, yeah. But Marva doesn't allow him to be. Yeah, doesn't and really. Well, and even the fact that he's and even the fact that he's yeah. looking for his sister speaks to the idea of the way that he's looking for these roots. But yeah. it's really interesting to think about you know you know again Cassian sort of representing you know again we want to see ourselves as Cassian the hero, right? But we're you know in a lot of ways the kinds of people that the kinds of people Cassian represents have been fighting against. Right, right, and we we want we want Cassian to be kind of that immigrant hero mm-hmm. that 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 absolves us of any kind of guilt or complicity in his rootlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. it's really interesting the way that this show is mm-hmm. wrestling with with those kinds of contradictions. Oh yeah, like the way in which we celebrate the immigrant in this country mm-hmm. and the way in which we denigrate the immigrant in yeah. this country. Yeah, well, because like, that's simultaneous. Because that's another way that we can see Ferrix is that if it's not a population of people that are native to this planet, it's an immigrant population yeah. potentially. Right. Um, and 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 that that's who's being you know sort of of put yeah. into this kind. Of, I mean, they call it a company town. Right. Um, yeah. You know, which is which is harkening back to to so many things, like company towns. Like company towns. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I was like the harkening back what, to, to what other things. Other company towns. Okay. Specific oh, just company lots, towns. Just, just specific lots. Just yeah. lots of company towns. Well, my dad grew up in a in a company town. Yeah. In in um, Southern Virginia as a kid, and so when they talked, oh, I just pulled a Hamilton. I'm so sorry. Um, when they when they talked about company towns, I immediately thought, you know, of freeze. And yeah. and, and it's it's a powerful way of, of mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, the danger of a show like this if it, is it's not done right, mm-hmm. is it allows us to continue thinking about ourselves the way we do without it starting to interrogate some of, like, mm-hmm. who we really are. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I'm, I'll, I'll be curious to see how the rest of the show goes. Because, you, you know, you haven't seen four or five yet. Um, no, we watched it. And... and... And but no, except for the except for obviously Andor, Luthen, and and Karn, mm-hmm. no one else is around from the first three episodes. Bix just disappears. Yeah, they're the, we like they're wow. all like none of like we're with I, a completely different population of characters for the most part. Can I say? So I deeply respect that. I I, 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 I find it interesting. These guys do right is yeah. they don't do what you expect them to do. Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be curious to see if if you know is if this is all that we see of Ferrix, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. 
Um, oh, or Ferrix is interesting. Or are they going to come back to Ferrix in, in yeah. some... I mean, I feel like based on the way they're setting up the mystery of Canari, that I'm like, well, we're going back to Canari at some we point. We must, right? Like, we have to go back to Canari. Yeah. Like, they're clearly setting up that there's something going on there. Um, but wouldn't it be great if there wasn't? Wouldn't it be yeah, great it would be if great. it was just a strip-mined, industrial, polluted plant? Yeah. And that was it? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I mean not, you know, for, not for the people of Canari. I mean, based on I mean, based on what we've seen so far, yeah. whatever Gilroy ends up doing with it, I'm pretty much on board with because he hasn't really messed anything up the yet. I should do all the Star Wars stuff from here on out. It's a new world. It is, but I also feel I also feel uh, like part of of part of what makes this so good is the way that it's different from that might be true. Everything else, yeah. That's fine. Um, that 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 we get in the Star Wars universe, like this this is I mean it's weird to call such a gritty dark show a kind of a breath of fresh air, but yeah. it kind of is in the Star in, Wars in universe. I I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, hundred like, percent. You know, agree. It, again going back to the earlier point, I, like I, I can't help comparing this to like Book of Boba Fett, which, as we talked about, you know, we we know where this story is going at some point, right. You know, Book of Boba Fett has a complete, you know, it, it has a completely new status quo for him and can do whatever it wants. Yeah. And yet is did so much less than what this show is doing. I did not watch Boba Fett. I'll you, take you didn't, your word. You didn't miss much. Like, Take your word. That I mean, actually, I, here's what yeah. I would say. Book of Boba Fett in a nutshell is Boba Fett decides that he wants to, you know, become the new Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine. Okay. Which, as most so people, it's a gangster. Piece. It, well, except that most people are like he, you know, he's not a gangster. He's he's the hired thug. Like, why would he want to do that? You got to work your way up. In so the you spend the entire season for Boba Fett to realize, yeah, I'm not good at this. I should do something else. Like be a bounty hunter. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just like bounty like hunter. like literally the entire point of the show is to get him to the point at which most people were to start the show, which is yeah. that. He doesn't really yeah. like what like wh- why that's, does he want to do this? It's the worst kind of prequel because it's one that's just treading water to get like well, like, and then two and a half episodes are are season two point five of the Mandalorian. It literally leaves Boba Fett for two and a half episodes to tell the Mandalorian story, which brings me to a fair or foul. Oh, as we good. start to wrap things up. Yes, this is just a headline from the Guardian. Okay, um, Andor review, mm-hmm. the best Star Wars show mm-hmm. since the Mandalorian. Oh, since the Mandalorian? Yeah. I mean, the only other thing has been Book of Boba Fett. So yes, that's completely fair. No, it's a trick question. <laughs> the Mandalorian was terrible. It was not terrible. It was. A, it was. Oh my god, it was so bad. It is. It, it is was just dreadful. It is a show serving a different kind of Star Wars fan than Andor. Now, conveniently, I am both. Um, but some people are not. You contain multitudes. I of do. Star Wars. Fans. I am. Do I contradict myself? Very well, then. I contradict myself. I contain multitudes of Ewoks. I, I know that you don't love Whitman, but I you love, love that quote. I do love that. It is a great quote. I love Walt Whitman. So, should but do yeah, a show on Walt Whitman someday. Oh, yeah. That's, that'll be a winner. Of grass. Um, All right. But, yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah that, that's totally fair. And, and I mean, it, it's still too early to tell. Right. It's better than The Mandalorian. But it is possible it is yeah. better than The Mandalorian. It is. I, I guarantee it. When I mean, we come I, back, I will not... I mean, again, it, 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 I mean, again, Mandalorian... I mean, basically everything that we kind of talked about this show doing differently and liking yeah. is largely what Mandalorian does. Right. Um, no, that's fair. And it, was, it wasn't as bad as I... Like, I'm being a little hyperbolic. Well, and you haven't watched season two, which you would love season two. I don't think I'm going to. Oh, the way season two ends? No, oh, the, the way, I cannot think of a better ending to a season. Does it have something to do with a baby Grogu? It's just Grogu. Is he involved? Yes. I'm not interested. Yes. I do not like cute. 
Oh, but there's there's something else involved that you will love so much. The Mandalorian really lost me when they set up that shootout at the end where he would take off his helmet because they never take off their helmet. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Just so stupid. So, but yeah, no, it's, it is, you know, I, 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 there's, I mean, I enjoy the Mandalorian. It is a fun, enjoyable show. Mm. Mandalorian does not make me think in the way that Andor does. It made me think some things. Well, not like not, Andor yeah, does. not like Andor does. Yeah. Like Andor so, is 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 you know raising again. I mean, it's 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 well. And the other thing we didn't even talk about it is it is completely bizarre that in 2022 mm-hmm. Disney Plus basically put a show that is anti-cop. Yeah, like it, it is one of the most anti. Those first three episodes could not be more anti-cop if they right. tried. Yeah, and I you know I don't know how Gilroy got that past Disney. I you know do you think that viewers will know that though? That's that's my biggest fear for America, is that that's clear, and yet people are just going to be like, "Oh, it's more Star Wars." I don't know. I mean, that I, was my I, Patrick fan voice. Yeah, no. I, well, you could have just said your fan voice, and you would have been fine. <laughs> you didn't have to just get that last little twist of knife in there. Star Wars. I, I, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But, so yeah, I, I, I know people, but there, there are a lot of people talking about. The, the the depiction of the police in this yeah. in this series. So. so we're running out of time, but I have a couple more fair files. Okay, I could just give them to you like in rapid fire. Oh yeah, let's go. Um, from the Guardian. Yes, it's set to be one of the smarter shows in the Star Wars galaxy. Fair. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing that I would say probably rivals it is is Rogue One. Right. In terms of. So you're of, with me that Rogue One is the best. I I feel like I'm bringing you to my side. No, I I, I have Arena a, is never going to get. That. I very I have Clearly. a very hard time dethroning Empire Strikes Back. But Rogue One is Rogue One is is, it's better. It, it, it you know the only things for me that are even close to Empire Strikes Back are Rogue One and Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, I can I can live with that as a and and Rogue One is and Last Jedi just because of the casino scene, which is not the strongest part of it. But Rogue One does have, yeah, Rogue One is definitely up there with Empire, and and I I do not quibble with people that see Rogue One as the best. Wow, because I can only really not say it's best because I just love Empire so much. Right, that, that I I respect your fandom, but Rogue One is is excellent. How about the New York Times is a little bit less complimentary. Okay, it continually feels as if the people who made it like a lot of things, Blade Runner, Avatar, Casablanca, Vietnam War metaphors, mm-hmm. better than they like Star Wars. Like, is it, is it, does it not have enough reverence or appreciation for Star Wars? Does it prefer Blade Runner, Avatar, Casablanca? See, here's, here's the thing. Yes. And, and, and this is also one of the things that I liked about Last Jedi. Yes. Because I would, I would say it shares in that, in that both of those shows, both of those things are irreverent to Star Wars. Right. In a way that totally makes sense. Like, everyone complains in Last Jedi, they're like, how could Luke just give up everything and go away? And I'm like, have you met the Jedi? Because that's what they do. Right. Like, Yoda and Obi-Wan just gave up and said, well, I guess we'll wait for, you know, Padme's kids to grow up and fix everything. Right. Um, well, and, 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 like, they, they, they're what, what, what Gilroy is doing, what Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi, is they're finding ways to kind of interrogate the Star Wars universe and, and politics in the Star Wars universe in a way, though not consistent with the Star Wars universe, completely makes sense within the Star Wars but universe. But what people, what, when people complain about not liking the universe mm-hmm. enough or not being consistent enough, 
I feel like what they want is the same story. Yes. Kind of repackaged and retold over and over again, yeah. which is the last thing I want. Yeah. Like, I would much rather watch Star Wars try to grow mm-hmm. and become something new than mm-hmm. become, like, increasingly kind of yeah. fossilized. Yeah. As just, you know, a new hope. Well, and, and, and that's the, like, you know, if, if that was all we were getting from Star Wars, you know, I mean, Star War, the Star Wars universe needs things like Andor um, to keep it sort of a fresh and revitalize it. Or else, mm-hmm. the comparison I would make is it's going to be kind of phase four of the MCU, which is kind of treading water and not really that's absent, I- absent She-Hulk that we'll be talking about next week. Right. Uh, but has been really kind of treading water and feels like it's playing things very, very safe and not That's really... That's exactly the comparison I had in mind yeah. when I asked. So I, I feel like whether, you know, so yeah, is, is, you know, is Andor not paying proper reverence to the Star Wars universe? Maybe not, but the Star Wars universe doesn't need proper reverence from everything. And the Star Wars universe is better off for Andor yeah. not doing that. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? It will make the universe better. Although... Oh yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know what the fan re- response is like on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't looked. You yeah. know me; I don't like numbers. No, not at all. So Hale also complains finally about like Cassian Andor not being very interesting. That like he kind of complains about the lack of characterization. Mm. Like, do you find that a legitimate complaint? Like, do you feel like Andor has kind of grown or become better fleshed out as a character? I don't know. I guess I I could see some of that. In that, you know, there's nothing that we're really seeing in Andor in this series that I wouldn't say we see when he's in Rogue One. Like, by and large, he seems kind of like the same the same character. Right. But he shouldn't be. Like, there should be... Well, but it's only... he's. I mean, the adult Andor, he's only five years from... Right, but, but it seems like by the time you get to the movie, like, Rogue One, mm-hmm. there's a commitment to something... There is, yes, that is true. ...bigger than himself. That is true. Whereas, like, when we first meet him here five years out, there's not. Like, he's, yes, that is true. Because of his rootlessness mm-hmm. and the way in which he's been marginalized, mm-hmm. like, he's constantly just kind of grifting day to day. And so, like, there is, like, there's... Sh- but, like, maybe that shouldn't happen in the first three episodes. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you, like, I mean, so I don't know. But you already see the seeds of it when he does the whole thing about you know the empire never thinks someone that looks like me, right? Which that's a loaded phrase given given right. you know sort of of yeah. of uh, you know yeah. Diego Luna's background, right? Um, you know that that we can already see that he's well on his way to to fighting against the and 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 in a small because they even say when they they look him up online that he's already been in trouble for like you know. I can't remember what the exact, but they were all like anti-imperial activities. Right. Um, so he's already kind of, he just doesn't have an organization. Right. Which is what, you yeah. know, Luthen is, is, it'll be interesting to, I'll be curious to see how Andor depicts kind of his eventual move into the rebellion. Right. And how much of it is, because when we see him in Rogue One, he believes in everything he's doing. Right. But are we going to see an Andor kind of more of an ex- exploitation of him? Right. Right. Like the or, rebels are like Luthen, and some of that I think we already see in four and five that Luthen is in some ways potentially using him. Right. Um, but there's a story to be told there, and maybe yeah. they'll tell it. So maybe Hale, I think who's they only will. seen four episodes, is like yeah, jumping in a little too quick. I, to me, the first three are so interesting, and the mm-hmm. bigger questions they're asking about American culture, yeah, and sort of like our position in the world. Mm-hmm. That I could live with Andor maybe not growing as much as yeah. Well, and I think Hale it also helps that they dropped all three at once. Right. Like if this had been doled out over three weeks, I could see where where you might be a little bit like 
you know, what's, you know, when are we going to get to something? Right. But having them released as kind of, I think that worked to this, to the betterment of these three episodes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It certainly leaves me wanting more. Yes. Right? Like, I'm excited to watch the end of this. Yeah. And you know, I don't say that. I feel, I feel like... No, you the don't. The last couple of years have really... Yeah, you hate it. You hate me, everything. You know? yeah, like you I hate just it. hate everything. But I don't this. This I'm I'm excited. To well, see no, you hate every you hate everything is. Star Wars and MCU. That's what that's what you hate. You know, you know, just because I don't love them the way you do. You just said Mandalorian was the worst. It's terrible. Yeah. But that's that's a that's a, you know the exception to the rule. Just because I don't love them as much as you do doesn't mean I hate them. And yet, despite my and it's yet true. despite no, my love of them, yeah. I am able to recognize their weaknesses. It's true. Whereas in your hatred of them, not true. you are not always able to recognize I their strength. I can recognize a strength. Mm, really? Yeah. Tell me one about The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is interesting because it is kind of a throwback to episodic television. Mm-hmm. That's a winner, right? Isn't that your point about WandaVision? Yes. Yeah, so you're just, you basically, that's, that's basically just your... This is 100%. my yeah. Am, this is my defense. This is the only thing I have to say about anything. Oh God, I like the cinematography. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's Bobby. Actually, he doesn't like the cinematography, so that's not Bobby. No, no. So, um, you know, what we forgot to say at the top of the show. What you can also listen on CougarRadio.net. Yes, it's supposed Win- to come at the top. Wednesdays at end. five. Wednesdays is that correct? Wednesdays at five. Yes. Yeah. Wednesdays at five. So re-listen. Assuming we get the show posted before right. Wednesday at 5. As, you know, Patrick will we watch. There's no reason why you can't we listen. I'm putting a button on it. Yeah, Tying no, it I, yeah, I'm, I'm letting you put a button on it. Okay. All right, so we're good? I guess. All right. 